Hello and welcome to uh, Sheffield Hopcast, January 2022. This is not the episode that we had planned. We'll explain more about that in uh, in a moment. But first of all, let's say hello to our full contingency of Hopcasters. Adam, hi. Good evening. Laura, hello. Hello. Sean, how are you doing? Evening. Yep, doing good. Good. Um we we were supposed to be back in our usual January spiritual home of Bar Stewards, where uh, I think for the first three years of this podcast, we did the January episode uh, there, and we got it all planned out. We got a theme. We got we got it all figured out. Um, and then over the course of the last couple of weeks, we've just had issues with. There's a few of us with. COVID cases very close to home and and for various kind of reasons and various scares, we made the call to move back online for hopefully just this month. Uh, but it seemed like the sensible um, sensible thing to do. So um, this is our first virtual episode for ages, actually, well, probably well over six months since we um, since we last ended up online. But that's kind of like where we're at right now, isn't it? That um, a lot of stuff's had to go back virtual uh, that we would prefer to be doing in person. So hopefully just this month that we'll be, uh, we'll be doing this. So um, the, the theme for this month's episode is quite simply Christmas leftovers. I think Sean joked that he might bring some turkey along, so we'll have to see whether he, uh, whether he has or, or hasn't. But basically just a beer that we've got left over from Christmas, pretty much. Um, let's see who's got what then. Let's go to Sean first. Right, I've not opened my uh, my beer yet, but I've got it here uh, alongside me. Um, I've not had any turkey today. We have been out this afternoon for uh, uh, a nice uh, Sunday lunch nearby. I went up to the Milton at Elsica, one of the true north pubs. Turkey was on the menu, James, but uh, um, two weeks down the line, I uh, I avoided it. I'm really, really sorry. I could really uh, take lots of pictures. Would have been perfect for uh, the uh, the episode, but uh, I went for uh, roast beef, traditional Sunday dinner, middle of January. Turkey, uh, turkey will be behind us. So, beer wise, um, Christmas leftovers. The memories I'm left over from Christmas in relation to beer. Um, relates to one main beer actually so uh, had plenty over Christmas of course um, uh, I managed to attack some of the stouts that I've got in my, my, my stash which I've got to admit I didn't really enjoy doing I seem to have drifted away from stouts in the last six months yeah. and the big stuff um, I've probably got too many sweet stouts to be honest and they're just being overwhelming me a bit so the the Christmas leftovers memory, beer-wise, the beer I most enjoyed over Christmas was the Thornbridge beer. It was General Sherman. It's an 8.3% Imperial Red IPA. And probably because I've not had many red beers, hoppy red beers, over the last two or three years. There haven't been many. And probably because I used to love them, 5am Saint, going back in the day. Rapture, I think it was, from Magic Rock, um, was a red. I think there was one from... Um, Hard Knot back in the day, if everyone remembers Hard Knot, yeah. uh, and they had a, a, a red IPA, which whose name escapes mm. me just for the moment. Um, but uh, I, I loved it. I loved the throwback sort of idea. Um, 
I haven't got a red-eyed beer tonight, but I've gone for a beer that uh, we've got in the shop just recently, but is another th sort of almost throwback style. It's a black IPA, and along with um, red IPAs, seem to be making a bit of a comeback. Uh, black IPA has done well, I would say, in 2021. Uh, been quite a few about breweries taking them back on again. Reds came through right in the autumn as well. Uh, but I've gone for a black IPA, and it's a Buxton beer. I've not had many Buxton beers recently. Uh, Axe Edge is their famous um, IPA, and they've done a black IPA version of it, Black Axe. So I'm just about mm. to open that, pour it, and I'll take my first slurp while someone else is uh, talking about beer. Infrared is the beer you were thinking about, Sean. That's it, Adam. Absolutely bang right. And before we opened the shop, me and Deborah went and did some judging at a Sainsbury's event in Leeds uh, uh, in terms of picking out some beers that they were um, they were looking to stock in Sainsbury's at the time. And uh, out of all the day's beers, uh, the one I rated the highest was Infrared. You're right, Adam. Um, so I'm, gl I'm glad they've made a bit of a comeback. And so Black IPA is the same. I love them. And so I thought it was a nice link back to Christmas without repeating things. Cool. Um, I'm going to go next purely on the basis that I also have a Black IPA. Um so mine is, um, I, I made the mistake, I stockpiled loads of beers in the run-up to Christmas thinking I'm going to have a Christmas of drinking loads and loads and loads of brilliant beers and then just didn't actually drink that many beers at all. So I've got loads and loads and loads left over. Um, so what I've gone for out of my Christmas stash, uh, I suspect mine's a little bit stronger than um, Sean. So mine is a Northern Monk Patrons project with... Um, Oh, Blood Youth, Rude Records, and Visions of Another Ale. No idea who any of those are, uh, but this is a Tropical Imperial Black IPA. Comes in at 9% with Mosaic, Idaho 7, Sabra, and Citra. Um, this has been in my fridge for a, a little a little while. I've kind of, I, I, over the last kind of 18 months, I've sort of drifted away from Northern Monk a bit, not really had too many of their um, beers, but whenever I have... They've always been pretty good. So um, this this one, I thought, a little bit different, something just a bit out of the ordinary. Um, perfect beer to have over Christmas. I mean, it's what, the 9th of January? It's still, it's still Christmas kind of, isn't it? It's just telling Laura I got an email from someone saying, wishing you a, a happy Christmas uh, about 10 minutes ago. So that suggests that it is still Christmas, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, yeah, Tropical Imperial Black IPA. How, how strong was yours, Sean? It's uh, Axe Edge uh, Black, so 6.8%. All right. Uh, Citrus Simcoe uh, Black IPA. So I've just taken my first couple of slurps. So we'll see how you go with yours, James. Good stuff. So there's not a huge difference between them, 6.89. They're both relatively... Uh relatively high, aren't they? For for a Sunday evening, we're being, uh, we're being brave. Uh, right, Laura. I've also got a dark beer, uh, but mine is described as a Baltic porter. Mine's Black Llama from a brewery called Broadtown Brewery, who are based just outside Royal Wootton Bassett. Um, and I feel a little bit like calling it a leftover is a little bit unfair, really. Uh, I, I'm drinking it today simply because um, I was very kindly sent a box of uh, 12 different Broadtown Brewery beers shortly before Christmas. 
Um, so I drank kind of the obvious Christmassy ones over Christmas. There was a winter warmer spice ale in there. Um, so I took straight into that, uh, for example. Um, but then there's uh, just a couple left that I haven't had chance to try yet. So I thought today was a good opportunity to have one of those. Um, so it's 4.8%, which is slightly lower in alcohol than I'd usually kind of guess at a Baltic porter being. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I've cracked it open and taken a couple of sips and it's really got a really, really lovely, uh, robust kind of roasty character to it. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying getting properly stuck into this one. Good stuff. What was the name of the brewery again? Broadtown Brewery. Mm. Um, and they're... Them. They're based in an old chapel building. Um, I think they're a relatively new um, actual brewery, um, but kind of just uh, spreading their wings a little bit further. They've got a huge range of beers. They do a lot of the more kind of traditional styles. They use a lot of English ingredients, which is really nice to see. Um, and their logo is good. It's uh, three alpacas because they also have an alpaca farm. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, so their little kind of tagline is "Fears that alpaca punch." Mm. You know, put an animal pun in there, and that's a that's a straight tick in Laura's book. So uh, yeah, been enjoying them. That's good. I want to talk about beer puns um, tonight in relation to a particular brewery, but we'll we'll come back to that. Um, Adam, so us us three have all gone dark. Where where are you on the scale? Oh, I've not gone dark. I. Um... Like many people, we had a very last minute COVID Christmas. So um, our Christmas got pushed back to kind of the week running up to New Year and into New Year. Um, so that said, my beers are not technically a leftover, but my Christmas is a kind of a leftover Christmas because it kind of happened afterwards. But I, um, I listened back to last episode and I remember talking about potentially picking up some Bristol Beer Factory beers mm. and um listening back to the episode reminded me to order some. So I ordered a mixed case, an IPA case of theirs. So they came yesterday. So I've gone for what I actually did is because I've got so many options as I asked Penelope to kind of, um, it was kind of like a knockout. I just get her two cans and said, which one and kept doing that until she got to the end one. We got to the, this one, which is well above sea level, which is, um, it's not, it's not given any kind of, um, Details on hops, but it's, a, it's an IPA, citrus, and lactose, 5%. So, yeah, I've had a few of these already, and they've been really good, actually. So, yeah, and really enjoying the kind of canned branding. Weirdly, Sean, it kind of reminds me of the uh, pull-up banner I did for you guys with the uh, the um, sort of Bristol in the background with the streets and stuff. Um, yeah, it's nice. Got a nice modern modern look. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think I've seen uh, a Bristol beer factory in cans before, actually. I've... Uh, it's not something I, I've come across uh, yeah. or seen. So, yeah, it was, I was thinking you were going to grab a bottle. Um, no, no, yeah, I'm right thinking you, you you live relatively close to an alpaca farm. Uh, Adam at Hollyhag? Yeah, no, yeah, and I, was, and I worked with some new volunteers there and done the, the trail, yeah. Highly recommended. I, I uh, went walking with an alpaca for my birthday last year. Yeah, very good. It's oh, one of the Holy uh, Hag, top... James, was it a Holy Hag? It was, yeah. yeah. Did, did you get Gordon? Or did you get... It was Gordon. Mm. I think we yeah, got actually Gordon. was Gordon. He's, he, was, <laughs> it, it was a bit miserable, but it was cute. That's weird, yeah, actually, because he's about 10. So it's like, for us all to have had Gordon, I'm pretty sure yeah, we, we had Gordon as well. We, we have a customer, uh, Anne-Marie and, and Reese, 
And uh, when Anne-Marie went, she also uh, got Gordon. And if anybody knows me on Facebook, actually, my Facebook profile uh, picture um, is of me and Gordon. So <laughs> if anybody wants to uh, to see the fella, the, the, the famous Gordon, then uh, log on to Facebook, Sean Clark, and you'll see us both smiling at the camera. It takes a good picture, actually, much, much better than mine. Especially when you've got a fresh haircut. And the alpaca. Yeah, or the person that leaves it. No, no, no. Gordon, Gordon is very much the alpaca. They also, have, they also, they also have. Um, I was, I'm going to say Lima then, Lama. It was kind of like he looks after them. He thinks he's like top dog. Um, he's become boss man, aren't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've they, they introduced him as to as to part of the group later than all the uh, alpacas, but apparently um, llamas in an alpaca group be, quickly become top dog. And uh, and so yes, he, he decides who's doing what, uh, and Gordon's been relegated to a top alpaca. <laughs> there we go. That's I don't know if you can see that or not. That's me and <laughs> me and Gordon there on. Uh, this is this is Aww. great on a podcast, isn't it? But I have got a photo of me and, and Gordon. Um, also, uh, just as you were saying, Sean, I think Gordon is far more photogenic on the picture than uh, than I am. But um, yeah, he's very cute. He's a lot hairier than you, James. A little bit. <laughs> anyway, I, ho- I hope you're enjoying listening to the uh, Llama cast. Um, put him on uh, Twitter later on, James. Put him on the Hotcast Twitter page. So okay. Okay. Yeah, we'll get we'll get Gordon on. Um, we'll get Gordon on later. All right. Cool. So some some good beers there. Oh yeah, Adam's got a picture of Gordon as well. We're comparing Gordon <laughs> pictures. <laughs> as, as usual, within the first ten minutes of the podcast, we've gone off it's on. Gone. A- Bizarre direction that has look nothing to hair, do with. Look at his face. Nothing to do with beer. It looks very gormless on that in a, in a cute way. In a cute way. Adam, that, that doesn't look like Gordon to me. Oh, it actually. might not be Gordon then. It might not be Gordon. <laughs> I'll find out. I think they just call them all Gordon and then we'll everyone's like, sure oh, did you get Gordon? I got Gordon. Um, so what was um, Christmas with COVID, Adam? What was it like? Were, were, was anyone ill or were you all generally No, right? we had... Um, we had we all went for PCR just because of one person with a temperature, and then the day after did a lateral flow, which came positive for one of the kids, no symptoms whatsoever. Um, and then the PCR came back the day after to kind of confirm that. Then we managed to kind of not catch it. We did all so you know did all the sort of things that are recommended: windows open, distancing. Spraying the room with like kind of antibacterial air freshener, and we all scrape through. Wow. Um, but yeah, ten, but my people in my new team at work, virtually, they're in probably 10 of them. I think every single one of them either got it or someone in their family got it on Christmas. <laughs> so it kind of felt like everyone kind of, if you, if you swerved it over Christmas, you did well. But yeah. But so yeah, you had, no, you had no casualties. Spoon. Postpone Christmas a little bit then. Yeah, kind of. We, we yeah, we we still went down to Suffolk after Christmas on the twenty seventh when um uh once the once we were all clear and, um yeah no one caught it so yeah did well somehow <laughs> not all spoilt just kind of had to delay it so yeah fair enough. How was your Christmas, Laura? It was really good. Did a nice balance of uh. Didn't go out very much, but did manage to see family. Um, but also balance that with nice time, just the two of us just chilling out. Plenty of food, plenty of beers, uh, and 
balanced it off with quite a bit of nice running as well while we were off. So, uh, yeah, felt like we packed quite a lot of doing not very much in, if that makes sense. <laughs> Does make sense, yeah. Sounds good. And um, Sean? Me and Deb did uh, absolutely no running uh, at all, uh, I'm, uh, I'm afraid. Um we had a very local Christmas down here in the Dern Valley, um, again, family-based, very unusually um, for us uh, out of the 10-day period over the Christmas New Year period. We were closed for eight days. Um, so uh, you, you kick that off um, before Christmas thinking, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll do this, we'll do that. And we'll do this and but then we got home uh, Christmas Eve on the Friday um, did absolutely next to nothing for four days over the Christmas period beyond drinking eating and, and meeting up with family the weather was awful actually wasn't it that four day Christmas weekend it was really uh, damp and drab and grey and uh, n- no encouragement to go out walking never mind running mm. um but then uh, New Year, uh, just just uh, weather improved a little bit, so uh, a little sort of family family party, uh, but nothing dramatic or exciting. We didn't go anywhere, um, but uh, a few trips to look forward to um, uh, coming up uh, in in February. So that's our next bit of excitement uh, beyond drinking beer at, at home and. And in local pubs, I had one in Wathtap last night, uh, down Wath, and then in a, a pub today. So I've done two pubs in two days, and that's the first time I've done that in in uh, two years, something like that. Wow. That's good. Didn't we do two pubs when we did the podcast last month? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I uh, uh, for some reason, I, I, I don't uh, care what podcast uh, drinking as... Uh, as as drinking because we're I don't know why that's stupid isn't it but because uh, we're <laughs> doing it sort of profession professionally and 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 as a an enjoyment for us us four as friends but I, I, for some reason I don't sort of count that as uh, going going to the pub uh, which is stupid but I, I should really <laughs> I don't became... know whether any of you are the same. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, you're kind of right that it, I mean, it's not work, is it? But it is, it's slightly yeah. different to just go into the pub with you for, for, yeah. for a beer. We're so professional. You, we, 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 you could almost think we were working. We're so professional as broadcasters, aren't we? And uh, and, and performers, uh, it's, it's almost working. <laughs> I think that's the anyone, first time we've been called professional. Has anyone checked on like, <laughs> has anyone checked in any supermarkets whether there's had an increase in mushy pea sales or? <laughs> Anything of peas pudding, or um, has anyone said I really enjoyed mushy peas on a jacket potato? Or has anyone said they now wear two pairs of socks? Or... Yeah, <laughs> within within a, a day or two of our of our last podcast going going live, there were plenty of sock talk in the shop. Uh, there were there weren't much mushy pea talk, but I did notice the other day that uh, it seemed to me we had some mushy peas with some pies from the the, the Moor Market, and 
Harry Ramsden seem to have changed their branding on their mushy peas, Adam. And I think that's a reflection of of listening to our podcast. I, I reckon and, it must and be. Realising that they, they need to drag themselves <clears throat> into the year uh, to 2022. <laughs> Hurriedly <laughs> changing their um, their branding. I think recording the hotcast was was probably the most extravagant thing that I did over the whole of Christmas because my Christmas day was just me and my mum, just the two of us. Um, and then, other than going to a football match on one of the the two bank holiday days, I did just so little. But you know, when you really need just a few days of just switch off from everything, just do just do nothing, just watch watch a couple of rubbish films, read a book, and just properly unwind and recharge. So that's kind of the crisper that it turned into into being for me, was just a little bit of a chill out and um, I think you call it self-care time now, don't you? Um, a bit of, bit of self-care time going on over, um, over Christmas, which was very, very welcome. Uh- I'm glad you've said that, James. I I have described myself as a lazy bastard um, over over Christmas, but now realise that uh, the reason I watch Death on the Nile, uh, Death on the Orient Express, um, Death in the Sunshine for a Poirot hat trick was uh, self care. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if in doubt call it self-care this is going to lead very nicely on to i've only prepared one thing to talk about um tonight and i say prepared um someone messaged me about it a couple of days ago so um no a couple of hours ago um which is i think sure i think you tweeted someone earlier today sean who was drinking something from eam brewery eam is that how you pronounce it eam i I say eam Eam, but it's it's split it's tomato tomato Think, but well, separately, a friend. Well, hang on, hang on, Adam, hang on. It's tomato, tomatoes. It's not, is it? Okay, well, it's I, not okay. tomato, is it? <clears throat> it is tomato. Okay, I know somebody who lives there, and it's, it is Eam. Just like <laughs> they may as well just spell You're just it. You're now, aren't you? Like it just is. Yeah, but I know people say Eam. Scone, 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 whatever. Fair. Let's not go down there. But go on, crack on. <laughs> Tea cake, bread cake. Do you do you sell Eam Eam Brewery beers, Sean? We do. We we do, yeah. We have done for some years. Uh Chavez is the, the owner and, and brewer there. Brilliant, a brilliant lad, very organized, delivers into Sheffield every Thursday for any other shops or pubs that would like to stock. Um Eam, they came third about three or four years ago with their first ever entry um into a, a beer festival. In terms of competition, there, Montpersons calling um, Plum Porter came third um, uh, down at Killam Island, and um, they do a brilliant range: Pilsner, Plum Porters, um, Golden Ale. There's a lot in there. They have a famous beer. I, 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 when I did a few days' work in you, Sean, I was surprised how much replenishment of the their beers I were doing from the, Eames, the back yeah. into shop. Yeah, it does, does the, well. The, 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 there are two things, really. They're, they're a great brewery, and they, they, they brew something for everybody. Black mm. Death is their 7% vanilla stout, but they did a, a 750 mil 11% version of that, which has been really, really sort of critically acclaimed. Um, I know Stephen Miller, customer of ours and a well-known sort of beer, beer guy around Sheffield, really rates it incredibly highly. Um, but the, the names of their beers um, through through no 
um, a manipulation. The names of their beers um, fit very nicely in most parts into sort of pandemic times. So, well, this is what antidote. I wanted to talk about because yeah. the, the the names of the beers are, are, are just like marvelously inappropriate. So you've got bubonic orange. You know why, though, don't you? Yeah, but like. Doesn't that make it even less appropriate? <laughs> There's a obviously Black Death we've talked about. I mean, they have a beer that's just called Plague. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like something that um, old Dave Unpronounceable is doing at Steel City, doesn't it? Well, just like, like coming up with metal. the most inappropriate. <laughs> There's also one called Quarantine. I mean, it, I, I'm just astounded at the just brilliant inappropriateness of the names of their beers. I can't believe I've never seen them before. But just just for the record, anybody who isn't like semi-local or doesn't know much about the pandemic history, Eam is where apparently is where the start of the plague was. Yes, the 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 OG plague, and that's yeah, why you yeah. go there, isn't it? Is to see such you know kind of plague yeah. landmarks, and and there's like, is it the plague wall or whatever it's? Yeah, no, called. they weren't the place where the plague originated. They the were they were famous because they uh, they essentially self isolated the whole village, all right. uh, and they all died. But because they didn't let anybody in and they didn't let anybody leave. And they had like a wall. The wall was where people from the neighbouring village would leave them provisions. Yeah. Well, I always thought it was from there for some reason. It was from yeah, some yeah, like no, wall or something. Uh, it was just they, 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 uh, it, you know, a high proportion of the population caught it and died from it, but they didn't allow it to spread. Yeah, right. No, they didn't really. You know, so we to get them on the, um, get them with, um, what's his name? Chris Whitty or whatever his name is. Yeah, get him, yeah. get him on. <laughs> Get some, um, get them on a, a um, yeah, I, I, again, again, I've no idea, I've never checked this, but the, the story I'd heard is that, um, and I, I've no idea whether this is true, so, um, it, it's a good job that we're not on uh, nine o'clock news, I suppose. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, I thought it was the uh, regional uh, point of the outbreak in the UK. Um, through some carpet that had been imported. Yeah, I thought it was like um, some sort of like some sort of material mm. or rug or some sort of Yeah, like. yeah. Some carpet or something had been imported by someone who lived in Eam and the carpet had got some sort of flea in it and that got into uh, I mean the rat population I think, wasn't it? To, um, so that that was the, the story. Whether that's myth or or truth, I've no idea, but I did like the sound of it. Um some carpet uh, arriving from some distant shore and and kicking things off at the time in such a terrible way in the UK. But I've no idea whether that's true. <laughs> We've been told to lie at school, haven't we? It's well worth a visit <laughs> to. It's a really, really beautiful village. And um, there's little, it's kind of like, it's really interesting, but also really like sad, particularly mm. at the minute, because each cottage has got a plaque outside that tells you like who lived there and what happened to them. Um, and just like to the scale of it is just really kind of poignant, especially at the minute. So, uh, yeah, it, but it's really nice village and there's a, 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 some nice little cafes and little shops and a little museum and <coughs> proper Peak District picture postcard kind of. We'll claim it's Sheffield like we do Bakewell and Thornbridge. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> 
I think that's really pushing it, isn't it? It's closer than thought. It's closer than baseball, I think. Yeah, listen, for, for Eam to come third to Sheffield Beer Festival uh, confirms their uh, their Sheffield status, uh, really, uh, back in the day. So, yeah. Uh, is, it, is it not far from Hope and Bradwell? It's in that little gang, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Or is it is it in a different part of the Peak District? It's... Uh, I, if you go down I, to, I, um, I feel like we're edging to Grindleford. Hot cast outing here, aren't we? To uh, <laughs> you go down to, to Bomber Grindleford, where Carver is on your way to Bra- on your way to Thornbridge. There's your yeah. beer room link. Turn right, Stony Middleton. Turn right again. Aim. There you go. I mean, I feel like I should know because it's one of the half marathons that I yeah. did here, <laughs> and I went through Eam twice on it and went round what felt like all of the rest of the peaks which obviously it wasn't but yeah it's uh, it's not far from carver carver crossroads um and uh yeah really nice so james have you uh, did you get a beer have you had a, a beer from him no no i've never had one um I mean, who wouldn't want a pint of plague? So um, I'll have to uh, pop in and uh, and and purchase um, and purchase one. Do you do you sell plague, Sean? We do. Yeah, it's uh, uh, just big, big just over four percent. Describes itself as a smooth stout, and so uh, yeah, we can get you hooked up with the plague, and then remote uh, podcasting will be be your future uh, beyond that. <laughs> We miss a trick here, aren't we? Getting Ian Brewery on this podcast with the, the pandemic. It seems like we've missed, we've really missed a trick there. I, on, I do <laughs> think Hopcast Away Day to Eam becomes more likely by by the Tonight, second. There's a couple of good boozers in there. That have a good laugh, so yeah. Um, did James? We were get, we were getting to a point about beer names, or did we just? Was that, that it? Was that that was it? <laughs> that was all. It just caught my eye, just like how how just marvelously daft the beer names were, um, and that was that was it. That was the only point of it. But I mean, there's been a good little history lesson in there as well. So, um, yeah, and I've, I've well, well done us. Start a little bit of um, further reading for you all. We'll put in the show notes as well, and people can. Um, that what people say? Sure not. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. This is good. This is the. This, I think this is the first time we've gone down a truly educational route on the uh, on the hopcast. I'm um, I'm very impressed. To I mean, clarify, sure. the show notes are a photo album of Gordon the alpaca and the history <laughs> of Zoom. <laughs> and maybe a different alpaca that wasn't called Gordon, which we may may have <laughs> just random alpacas that that have got white fluffy hair. I remember Absolutely the names of. Yeah, it looked as if uh, on your picture, Gordon was going through his Billy Idol phase. A bit, bit pale, a little bit white. blonder. Yeah, yeah, a little bit blonder. I do know uh, a little bit rockier. Yeah, need a bit of a trim. Definitely. I worked with I worked with a, a friend of mine who she volunteers for them. So I hear about all the names and all the characters, and I just that name just stood out. I thought that must have been ours because that that name really stood out. <laughs> anyway, we'll not get back into alpaca packer cast. <laughs> we need to talk about um we need to talk about Christmas beers, don't we? Laura, any any beers that really stood out to you that you had over Christmas? Oh, yeah, actually. Um following a little bit on from uh what Sean was saying earlier, mine was a Thornbridge beer. Um and it was the Pard Pardus? Pardus. Pardus. Which one? This uh, it's the uh, stouts that they've been doing. They've done a small series of them, uh, but I got the chocolate orange version. Um, I really, really love chocolate orange as a flavour, uh, and I'm 
be honest, I'm often disappointed with it in a beer. It can be really synthetic, um, overly sweet, and um, just not, you know, nowhere near that Terry's authentic chocolate orange flavour. But mm -hmm. the Thornbridge one I thought was absolutely fantastic. That's I, good to hear. I would have that over a Terry's chocolate orange. I liked it that much. It That's good really to hear. Yeah, I, I had the I had the initial three, the original cherry and maybe raspberry, and I found them hard work. But I think I've heard from like the latter ones. I've done a creme brulee one, haven't they, as well, or something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think they kind of further away from the base base version. I think have been seem to have been easier going. I just found them a little bit. Yeah. You know, like not not a bad beer, but you know, once you to kind of just you find like you're struggling to get through it a bit, whether it's just a little bit too like bitter or it's just a bit too heavy or. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to hear that the the chocolate yeah, orange I one was good. I really enjoyed it. I did share the can with Jim, um, but I think if I'd had the whole can to myself, I'm confident I would have continued to enjoy it the whole way through. The can. Yeah. yeah, just really, really like the balance on it was just stunning, and like you could. I think as well with a lot of stouts, the, when they've got an adjunct or a flavouring in there, that's sometimes, that's that's it, that's all you get. Whereas I think with this one, you've got all the lovely chocolate orange flavour, but you could still taste that there was a really great stout under mm. it. Um, so yeah, I thought it was brilliant and festive. I had to throw my socks away. I got a hole in them because I had pad, oh, pad oh. socks, didn't I, if you remember? <laughs> so much sock talk on this podcast recently. What sock you got, Sean? Um, I had um, I, I managed. Oh, what did I have? Uh, I don't normally go for it, but I had the chili lost souls from the the uh, the Thormid, the Abbeydale one, um, which I'd saved for a while because not for a while, but it's not a beer I go out sort of style. I go out and go to buy that one, literally straight. You know, you, you, they're kind of like strong beers, and it's got chili, and you think. I'll get it, and then there'll be a moment where I'll decide that it'll be a good time for it. And um, yeah, good chili. I've had a few chili beers where I'm not not been. I've either been too harsh or just not there at all. I thought it was, it was good. Um, and then a couple of the dark. Um, what's the chocolate company? Because it bullion. The, the, the um, triple point. I've done a few beers with. Bullion. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I did one or two. I think about done with them. There's like one called cacao and one. A stronger one about nine percent, and they were both really, really good. Um, I think they're still available actually. I can't remember the names, of them, but in, in my kind of dark and stormy, kind of Christmassy beers, um, there are a couple I had, um, which which yeah, really enjoyed actually. Good stuff. Um, I, I have a similar story to um, Sean in the I kind of outstouted myself a little bit. So um, I've been building up a collection of some really good barrel-aged beers and decided I was going to drink some of them over Christmas. So um, I did, um, I, I documented this on on Twitter, the 12 barrel-aged beers of Christmas. However, um, it's the 9th of January and I'm still only at 10. Um, so <laughs> I've still, still got another couple to go, which is why I'm trying to push the boundaries of it still being um, Christmas. Because I, I got to a point where I'm like, I just can't, I can't, I can't drink <laughs> anymore. So I had um, Instant Hobo, which was Wild Child. Um, Kay's Caramel Fudge Stout, the Pedro Zimenez edition. Uh, um, one from Amundsen, which was Sticky Toffee Cinnabon uh, Bourbon Barrel Aged Ultra 
pastry stout. The details of mortality (laughs) from um, cloud water. Uh, Barrel-aged nightmare of Brew York from Brew York, obviously. Uh, What else? I'm going to skip through the rest of um, these. Had a vocation one, had had an Abbeydale one. um, And they were all quite good. The Abbeydale one was great, which was the Methuselah. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Methuselah, which is very, very good. Uh, but probably the best out of all of them was uh, from Fierce, the Bourbon Very Big Moose, uh, which was 12.5%, just really good, really good, very thick, very smooth. Uh, really enjoyed that, which is my favourite. I will I will drink the other two at some point, but might be. <laughs> It'll be this month. It'll be this month. Um, Sean, you talked about your... Um, enjoying your red IPAs. Anything else that stood out to you over Christmas? Yeah, I didn't have um, that many Christmas sort of themed beers beyond um, some of the, the Belgium range. We stopped a few, uh, quite a few Belgian Christmas beers again and uh, Didol still knacked Silent Night, really enjoyed and seems to be a bit of a, um, a buzz beer within the, the, the beer scene. Uh, Pear Noel from uh, Durank uh, also enjoyed that. And so uh, kept it sort of nice and tight. Interestingly, actually, um, sometimes I've mentioned this before, sometimes when Deborah works on a Wednesday, she picks up a beer from the warehouse, takes it home secretly. And then on the Thursday, when I get in from, from work, Deb doesn't work in the shop on a Thursday. Um, my first beer of the night on a Thursday um, I drink blind and I try and guess what it might be, um, which I'm not that bad at, actually. Uh, um, and so, but on this particular occasion, um, she opened up a beer and I had a good slurp of it and had a good, another good slurp of it, really enjoyed it um, and said lots of positive things about it. And and then when I opened my eyes, it was purple, and it was a lovely Belgian blue. Knew uh, that was coming. Knew that was coming. Which is not the the only time I've really enjoyed it before is when I've been out and about on a cold night and had it on cask in a little sort of country pub, and there's a fire in the corner. And oh, the change! I, I really <laughs> but sat in front of a laptop at home with the radiators on. Wouldn't normally be a, a, a time that I would sit and have a, a Belgian, <coughs> excuse me, a Belgian blue, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. So that surprised me a little bit. That. Um, uh, and, and to sidetrack things slightly, I apologise, but uh, Pete Smith, one of our customers, comes in regularly uh, on a on a Saturday with with Helen. They were in, and he bought a Methuselah yesterday. Um, Laura, in is is a PhD uh, sort of guy, uh, university, and very intelligent and a lovely, lovely bloke. Uh, funny, a funny guy actually, real dry sense of humour. So I asked him who Methuselah was yesterday because I knew he would know. And I think he, he, he did give me an explanation uh, of, of Methuselah being a biblical um, uh, character from, from the Bible. I was thinking he might have been one of the three kings, um, but he, he quickly explained who the three kings were. But Laura, do you know more detail about Methuselah? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, Bible knowledge isn't hot on my potential subjects I'd pick on masterminds to be honest Sean so uh, <laughs> no not something I'm aware of 
I'm afraid. So, so, so is it well, so Methuselah the, is, it, is a biblical character? We'll have to find that out then. Well, you have, to, you have to do a Wikipedia size. search again. I'm, I'm hey? looking. I'm looking the now. Size. Um, well, so while we're looking, a big bottle. You know, like you know, like a magnum. It's like more yeah. a magnum. Right. So I think that's where the name came from in this context. Was that it's like a big beer. Yeah. yeah. As it's as come up a couple of times, is is the latest one the barrel age one which is kind of more straight up MP stout no MP or Russian, I think, isn't it? Uh, Russian, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the one that's out at the moment, it's not got any adjuncts added to yeah. it, but it does have a lot of uh, red wine barrel character, so it's quite tannic and it's got quite a, a pronounced um sort of acidity to it as well, mm. which come from the uh, development of the beer in the barrel. Laura, you you raised something there, um, mentioning Mastermind. I did watch Mastermind quite a bit, the sort of lead up to Christmas, and I think the final was over, the Christmas period. Then I noticed the customer of ours had entered uh, Mastermind because they must be taking entries now for next year. So at some point, it would be it would be good to discuss on our podcast what our um, uh, mastermind, mastermind specialist subject uh, might be. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say which show we would go on if we had the opportunity. Oh, which does quiz it, show? Does it have to be a beer sort of sub genre? Like no, a, no, no, of course not. No, no. Obviously, we do I, a just, beer podcast. We, could, we just... could reveal <laughs> we could reveal secret little pockets of knowledge between ourselves. What you as to? Uh, I think it's a good way of if you ask someone what their mastermind specialist subject would be. It would be a good way of finding out something that someone secretly has a, a, a real knowledge of that they wouldn't necessarily share um, you know, with, with everyone else. It's a good little I'll, question to sidetrack people and, and reveal would, a secret. This would never work for Mastermind because it's got like, you need to have more variation, but I'm very good at knowing whether a university is so-and-so university or university of so-and-so. I've got Mastermind with <laughs> Well, it's any card, but I'm just very good at it. Like, if you ask me where, I'll tell you which way around it is. <laughs> Sean. You know what? Uh, I, there is actually a link back to beer here because that's a similar skill to knowing whether something is, you know, like something brewery or something brewing or something brew. Oh, brew yeah. Similar. similar <laughs> you just, it, it just sticks, doesn't it, after a while? <laughs> or if you're stupid and put the in it, like University of Sheffield. Yeah. And people get really the, upset if you get them the wrong way around as well. <clears throat> You see it on uh, Facebook quite a bit. F- Facebook notifies you when a page changes its name. And uh, I get a few of those. So-and-so has changed their name from so-and-so brewing to so-and-so brewco. And I think they're going into cans and uh, <laughs> <laughs> modernizing themselves. Oh, that maybe, maybe that is it. Maybe we all do like, we, you, you just say, the, you say the, the, the main word, whether it's like, I don't know, oh, you can't do it, can you? And then you have to work out whether it's which what which which version of brewery it is for the oh, brewery. Yeah, yeah. Brew co brew. That would brewery be good. we could do the same for you with universities. So it could be like right, Reading. University of Reading. <laughs> I, I feel like it would get quite tedious quite and quickly. Yeah. Um <laughs> Sean, I have a slight variation on this, which is do you remember in the nineties there was a TV show called You Bet? And people One used of the to, best proms ever. 
yeah, people used to go on with quite random things that they were really good at. So it might be knowledge or it might just be, you know, being good at something. And then celebrities used to have to guess whether or not they would be able to do this ridiculous thing that they said that they would be able to do. So if you had to go on You Bet and do something, what would it be? What What's your incredible skill, Sean? Running, running, running beer centrals. Insane. I <laughs> think, <laughs> uh, uh, well, on the spot here, an incredible skill. So this is something that we, we can do that perhaps, so I, I'm going to go with, well, no, no. Well, you do single hopped beers. What a hop it so is. this this time next week, next Sunday, I should be in Val Terrens in the three valleys in France. Of course, I'm not going to be. Um, so um, so uh, I'm not a bad skier, James. And I can snowboard as well. Uh, I would not have guessed that. Does does that count? Yeah. So yeah, skiing and snowboarding. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I suppose that would be. And I think on you, I, bet, you'd have to see, you'd have to see a line, you have to know exactly where that ski route was and where. And... In, in our, <laughs> in our at home here, um, I have a trophy that probably stands about uh, a foot tall, maybe it's, maybe it's more than that, and it's because I once won a ski race um, out in the uh, in the Alps in Italy. Uh, one year and so I used to go skiing regularly with a group of friends and still do of course apart from during COVID times and um, uh, a few years back what I used to do was pack this massive trophy into my bag that I took on the plane and then get it out each year on the plane and hold it up and march up and down the aisle with this trophy um, taunting anyone to try and take it off me in the ski race of that year and this trophy could have easily killed four or five people at once had I dropped it. So how the bloody hell I got it onto an aircraft <laughs> through security at the time was um, um, was a joke, really. <laughs> but I've still got I've still got the the and it, it's all in Italian, so uh, which is obviously more difficult to understand than than English if you don't speak Italian. So I, I now make up what it says on the trophy and turn it into a, a, a much bigger ski race. This says this English guy time. thinks this says that he won, but we're just mocking him. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it looks like I won one of the World Cup races um, on the, the annual ski calendar. And there's a big race in Italy in Bomeo, which was near where we were in Lavinio. And it looks like I won one of those when in fact it was just our ski school race at the uh, the end of the week, but uh, I now pretend that it was much more. <laughs> Do you still have the trophy? Of course. Yeah, beautiful. Wow. I still polish it, James. That's awesome. Right, we need a photo <laughs> of that then. That, that's, that needs to go on Twitter as well, a photo of your... Uh, so a of picture, your so I need, to, I need to provide a picture of Gordon and me and, and my ski trophy. I'll, I'll organise that mm-hmm. this week, definitely. <laughs> Let's... Give you a- Go on, all right. No matter. No, go on. <laughs> I was going to say, like, this time of year, I, would, I used to go away with with um, work to um, somewhere in January, and um, I got. I don't mind. I went to Germany. Went to the Hofbräuhaus, 
one year and it was waiting for a plane because it was like one of my weird tea time Sunday night flight, Sunday tea time flights. And then we all went to one of the steins, a bit like you've got, Laura, actually, the um, kind of the, the, uh, the hefty steins. And rather than stealing one, we asked if we could take one and the guy went, just, just, take, just take what you want. Don't worry about it. So I think about 30 of us, 30 or 40 of us took one each um, and then all put them in someone's big bag who would add three, four steins at this point. Smashed one in the airport. <clears throat> Brilliant. Put his hand in to get something, cut all his hand open, and we uh, nearly didn't get him home because uh, <laughs> of uh, drunkenness and blood everywhere, and, um, lots of glass. So, uh, Do you think that guy at the Huffbrow bar um, who responded to one individual question about taking a glass? Oh no, we were, we were um, big, big, big. Now regret, now regrets not clarifying. Uh, his answer in 30 or 40 people all taking their individual glass. <laughs> they got sacked on the day after. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very, it was, it was pretty clear. It was like, it was like, yeah, cause, you know, it's a big place in it. I don't know if you've ever been before, but and it was a Berlin one, not the, um, not the Munich one, but <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Just derailed that. But it, was, it, it would have been this time of year. So yeah, it's kind of post Christmas, uh, jaunt. I was thinking uh, for Laura, for uh, the specialist subject or mastermind, it would be uh, brewing uh, clothing and apparel. Uh, Laura would be a, a real expert at that. So uh, I imagine the sort of question in what sort of surface, who in 2019 created a, a burgundy a hoodie um, with a yellow little drawstrings on it and and uh, Laura would back at tour side and she would get a point and move on to the next question <laughs> that, that sounds excited I thought you got like a little square picture yeah like I was thinking very, like a little zoomed in tiny <laughs> <laughs> or she could just smell one and she go I know I know where that print is from that's from so and so and they do they, they do printing for um, sniffing triple. hoodies turning yeah, <laughs> point whatever they could actually they could actually look back at some of our podcasts and say, in, in Hopcast number seven, uh, back in 2018, which T-shirt did you wear? Um, it, it would be, uh, I think we could come up with some questions for uh, for each other. Three questions <laughs> each next do time. Mean, do you mean to get uh, the kind of, um, to, get the, to get the listening numbers up so people are revisiting? Yeah. <laughs> so they can look back at all episodes. Yeah. <laughs> I've only just realised that this this is this is our our uh, birthday episode, isn't it? It's this this is our f- is it four year anniversary of starting this podcast because this, this is our fifth yeah. January episode, so oh. it will be our fourth our fourth. Are we are we, are we, are we veterans now? Probably, probably <laughs> are. We've still not we've still not yet all sucked to beer sent to us for free by the same brewery, no. uh, which shows that we're doing things badly wrong. Absolutely, the the mm-hmm. modern UK podcast. Uh, we're, we're we're still buying too many of our, of our which is is obviously a clear plea to, to anybody out there <laughs> listening. We obviously don't get any brewers listening to us, but I'll 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 bring us on the next one. I'll bring us all a beer from the same brewery. We can pretend that we've been sent them by a, a forward thinking, <laughs> good thinking, modern like modern it. brewery. 
<laughs> let's um let's wrap up tonight then by talking about our beers that we've been um drinking so uh mine is uh northern monk with blood youth and rude records the the beer is called visions of another ale i think i got that wrong at the beginning tropical imperial black ipa it's got some pineapple in this as well which um i um i don't it's not an easy thing to work with uh pineapple and beer so um it's for a nine percent black ipa it's actually really light nine percent black ipa wow yeah um really light um and very drinkable. It, I wouldn't say it's got a huge amount of kind of tropicalness going on, but it's there and maybe actually it just gives it like a slight sweetness. Uh, doesn't taste 9%. And um, it's been it's been very nice, actually. doesn't feel like a very Sunday night beer, I'm going to be honest, but um, I have enjoyed drinking it. Um, Laura? Yeah, mine's all gone and it was a 500 milliliter bottle. Wow. Um, and I didn't share it, which is unusual for me drinking at home. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed mine. So mine was Black Llama, 4.8% Baltic Porter uh, from Broadtown Brewery. Um, one thing I really like about the Broadtown bottles is the labels have all got loads of information that breaks down the um, hops and malts that they've used in there. Um, so yeah, it was Cascade hops uh, that were in it um, and lager yeast, which I'm guessing is where the Baltic Porter comes in. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, easy drinking, but full flavored. So yeah, sounds nice, Adam. Yeah, it's it's pleasant actually. It's not my it's not my it's not my favorite I've had from the batch I've had. Um, I think I always said last time anyway um, that Bristol Beer Factory, one of them kind of breweries where you just really enjoyed like a pint of cask. Yeah, and um, maybe some of the beers don't quite translate as well or in memory as you would have from, you know, from the cask version. Um, but yeah, you know, really nice. It felt kind of more old school when you think about it, like you, you see things like IPA, citrus, lactose and naturally hazy and it not really being massively hazy or not kind of, <clears throat> kind of giving you, it didn't kind of deliver what I expected, mm. but was still an enjoyable, yeah, still enjoyable, uh, really nice. And um, and just kind of not to kind of like deviate too much, but some of the beers in the pack, it's like there's like a Belgian IPA and stuff, and like not drinking kind of gluten-y beers, the Belgian-y sort of style kind of thing. I've not really had much of recently, so to have a bit of a hybrid Belgian style IPA, which is really nice. So all all in all, really happy with what I've had, but maybe that's not my favourite of what I've had so far. Um, but um, um. But yeah, but it's still good. Still good. Fair enough. And my uh, black IPA buddy, Sean. Yeah, James. I, I had that that beer that you had back in uh, December. I think it's a style that um, Northern Monk are really good at, actually. And I, I really enjoyed it. And <coughs> excuse me, I agree with you that uh, um, the nine percent on that was very very deceptive um my black ipa that i've got now the black axe um not as roasty up front as um i like my black eyes to uh, black ipas uh, to be i need some black ips then didn't i um, <laughs> black IPAs. <laughs> so uh, not as roasty up front I'm, I'm not even sure i could if i was drinking it blind on a, a bit of a sniff test i'm not sure i could even 
work out that it was a black IPA. So not as not as roasty up from, um, not quite as bitter on the end as uh, Axe Edge um, tends to be. Um, but in between, um, as a, a real almost winter berry, fruity, um, fruity IPA, um, with cl- with with clear sort of winter berry sort of feel to it. That, again, that's pinching a, a Belgian blue sort of phrase, um, but really really enjoyable. So so softer than I imagined it would be, both at the start and the finish. But that means the uh, it again drinks drinks about just over four percent, and is something you could slug um, slug quite easily and and uh, and enjoy. Yeah, good. Winter, winterberry black IPA, I would describe it as. That's a nice description. I like that. So I think all in all, good good beer choices. Um, hopefully February will be uh, back in person, back back to the back to the plan that we had for for January. So we'll just push we'll just push the year back by a, a month. Um, fingers crossed. And um, thank you for joining us. Stay safe. Um, look after yourselves, and we will see you. <laughs> back here in um in february goodbye good night bye bye